0: The tour content from now through Pesach has been sponsored by the Kofsky family in loving memory of Adira, who loved big ideas and asking big questions. This time, Rabbi Matt Schneeweiss, Reverend Director of <clears throat> Student Learning Machine and Torah, student of Rabbi Moskowitz for more than 20 years, will address this. Rabbi Moskowitz was my Rabbi Mopov. My main record. Allah finds Rav Mubak as the teacher from whom you learn the majority of your father's wisdom. Upon the death of Rav Mubak, the Talmud, the student, is obligated to tear their garment in the same way that they would tear from the death of the parents. The source of this law is from a story about Ilya. My Father, My Father, Israel's Chariot and Horseman. After which the verse continued, Elisha grabbed his garments and tore them into two pieces. One of the first ideas I learned from Rabbi Moskowitz was about King Solomon's use of the term son throughout the Saper the book Proverbs. Rabbi Moskowitz explained that there are three types of father-son relationships. One is determined by genetics, another by upbringing and parenting. The third is the unique relationship that exists between a teacher and his students. Rabbi explains that just as a biological father produces the physical body of his son, a Rebbe produces the intellect, the soul of his Talmud. It is for this reason that one is obligated to, to honor <coughs> one's Rebbe more than one's father. Ramam explains why. Because your, your father brought you into Olam Hazeh, this world, but your Rab, who taught you Chokhmah, brings you into Olam haba, the world to come. How many of us have been brought into Olam haba by Rabbi how many of us were introduced to the world of ideas and the beauty of Torah through the clarity of its teachings? How many of us can identify an exact moment in time, whether during a class, a discussion, or a Q&A, which in retrospect marked a crossroads and a turning point in our lives? When I flew back to Seattle yesterday, I had to think about what I would say if my seat partner asked me why I was crying. It dawned on me that the most accurate way to convey my anguish to a stranger who doesn't understand the nature of a Reviton relationship, would be to say, my father died. Rabbi Fox acknowledged this fact in the tribute he sent out yesterday, writing that Rabbi Moskowitz is survived by his wife, Leah and by hundreds of students who were his children. The Rabbi Moskowitz didn't just bring us into Olam Habah, but also into Olam Hazet. How? In so many ways. Rabbi Cheikh mentioned a couple of them, but I have on my own list. By teaching us Mishlei. By showing us how to make decisions with to maximize the pleasure, and minimize the pain we experience in this world. By teaching us that if you forego an opportunity to enjoy a permissible and harmless pleasure, then God will hold you accountable for not enjoying the world that you created. By listening patiently to our problems and offering practical advice and psychological counsel to alleviate our suffering and facilitate our happiness. Rabbi Moskowitz showed us that learning can be filled with laughter and jokes. He showed us that there is a time for Torah it was time for tiddlywigs. <laughs> Depending on what area you were from, he may have taken you camping and hiking, taught you how to chop wood and build fires, and maybe even blasted you with a super soaker. Years ago, Doug Taylor wrote a series of articles that Dr Anderson mentioned, about a fictional character modeled after Robin Moskowitz named the King of Rational Thought. When asked how best to live, the king replied, "Just do the right thing and enjoy yourself." Both elements are critical. Why does Elisha refer to his Rebbe as Israel's chariot and its horseman? Abraban writes, Eliyahu stood with his nation and fought against the enemies of Israel with more power than a chariot and riders. Those of us who have benefited from Rabbi Moskowitz's wisdom are aware of how many antagonistic forces he has saved us from, both from the and from the dead. My brother Gani once expressed to Rabbi Moskowitz a sentiment that many of us have felt. He wrote, if I imagine never having met you, I honestly don't know where I'd be. There are so many unhealthy lives you prevented me from living. My mom really sums it up the best whenever she talks about the impact Rabbi Moskowitz has had on her life. She says, Thank God for Rabbi Moskowitz teaching me about reality. (laughs) Before Iliabo ascends to the heavens, she asks Alicia, What can I do for you? Alicia responds, Most commentators translate this as, Please let a double portion of your spirit be upon me brother was bothered by this interpretation, commenting, how could Elisha be so brazen as to ask to be greater than his Rebbe? Now, Rabbi Fox already addressed this, but Rabbi Moskowitz would not have been bothered by such a request. He took satisfaction in watching his students challenge his ideas. His greatest wish was for his students to become greater than him. He used to say with a smile, I'm teaching you the methodology of thinking so that one day you'll be able to use them against me to defeat me. <laughs> and I'll embarrass Rabbi Fox by saying I've, I, I have many memories of Rabbi Moskowitz looking wistfully into the corner and saying, you know, one of my greatest accomplishments was making Rabbi Fox. <laughs> <laughs> the Abravanel uh, offers his own interpretation of Alicia's request. He explains that Pish 9 does not mean a double portion, but literally means two mouths. The Abravanel gives poignant expression to Alicia's thoughts, saying, until now, it was just the two of us alone together. We used to talk together all the time about matters of Torah, of God, and of there was no one else but the two of us. But what am I to do? What am I going to do once we leave me? This resonated deeply with me. And with permission of Rev. Fox, uh, I, I'm gonna ex- talk about how Ramon Switz impacted me. My relationship with Rev Switz began when I came to NYHS in 11th grade. I had my first class with him right around the time I converted to, youth, to Judaism. Um this learning relationship extended beyond school hours to classes he gave at his house on Sundays and during the summer. Those sessions were the highlights of my summers and exposed me to the type of relaxed, casual, banter filled learning that epitomizes Rabbi Moskowitz's joyous approach to Torah. Equally good were the discussions we had afterwards for endless hours in the infinity of the su- Seattle summer afternoons. After the untimely passing of Shmuel of Shalom, Rabbi Moskowitz gradually stopped giving public classes, but a handful of his tummies continued learning with him. Eventually, these group learning sessions stopped. Then it was just me and him alone together, sometimes in person and sometimes on the phone, sometimes every week and sometimes every day. It was during that transitionary period that I see feeling Rabbi Moskowitz as just my Rebbe. I realized that he had become one of my best friends. In that sense, I feel like Alicia must have felt. I just want to hang out with him again, talking about life and ideas and the life of ideas with my dear and irreplaceable friend, my, my Rebbe Haber. And the amazing thing is, I know that my experience wasn't unique. Rabbi Moswitz cultivated so many individual relationships like this in each and every generation of his Talmudim and his friends and his colleagues. He had a gift for making each of us feel special. What exactly was Alicia asking for in his request for two mouths? The now explains, Up until now, we spoke mouth to mouth, face to face. But from now on, let your spirit speak with me in prophecy. Just like we used to do in person. I don't fully grasp what the Abravanel means, but I do know how it applies in the case of Rabbi Moskowitz. Not a day goes by that I don't quote Rabbi Moskowitz in my own cheer. His voice is with me in the questions I ask, the answers I give, and in my relationship with my Ta' meeting. When I shared the Zoom input for this Leviathan in my Ta' meeting yesterday, I underscored this fact by borrowing a line from Rebbe Akiva and applying it to Rabbi Moskowitz. Your Torah and my Torah belong to him. And yes, I even have his literal voice with me on my phone, my favorite voicemail I see from him, which begins with the, with the words, Hey Matt, this is your Yetzir Hara speaking. <laughs> <laughs> and let me tell you, if Rabbi Moskowitz is the voice of your Hara, then that's our <laughs> It is impossible to fully express the magnitude of what we have lost. It is impossible to fully express my gratitude for what Rabbi Moskowitz has given me Along with all his other sons and daughters, all I can do is to cry out. Abi Abi, Refabi Sur On behalf of all of his children, I want to say thank you, Rabbi Abi, for the lives you have given us. Thank you. If you've gained from what you've learned here today, please consider contributing to my Patreon at www.patreon.com slash Rabbi Schneeweiss. Alternatively, if you would like to make a direct contribution to the Rabbi Schneeweiss Torah Content Fund, my Venmo is at Matt-Schneeweiss, and my Zelle slash Chase QuickPay, and PayPal are MattSchneeweiss at gmail.com. Even a small contribution goes a long way to covering the cost of my podcast and will provide me with the financial freedom to produce even more Torah content, For you, If you would like to sponsor an article, share, or podcast episode, or if you are interested in enlisting my services as a teacher or tutor, you can reach me at rabbishnewas at gmail.com. Thank you to my listeners for listening, thank you to my readers for reading, and thank you to my supporters for supporting my efforts to make Torah ideas available and accessible to everyone.